real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast. Be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. Know what really sells your product or service? It's not marketing or ads. It's you, your blog, your social feeds, your podcast. These are all ways we try to share ourselves and our value and build trust with an audience. But what if you could go even further? What if you could connect with potential clients or customers in a way that's even more personal, more engaging, more effective? That's where webinars come in. Hosting a live lesson, product showcase, or Q&A session is the best way to share yourself and prove yourself to an audience. But wait, you're thinking, aren't webinars a giant pain? Yes. Yes, they are, but not with Webinar Ninja. Webinar Ninja has one job, to make webinars easy for you. It's the user-friendliest software ever created for webinars, so you can focus on your audience, not the tech. Here's the best part. You can use Webinar Ninja absolutely free. Just head to webinarninja.com forward slash Sarah, where you can sign up for Webinar Ninja's new free plan. Share yourself, prove yourself, Earn the trust that creates customers and inspires loyalty. Head to WebinarNinja.com forward slash Sarah and sign up today. Just to let you know, the first 15 or so minutes of this interview has some sound quality issues, but it does fix itself after about 15 or so minutes. So please stick with it. It'll be worth your time. Thank you. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah St. John, and my guest today works with PrimeFlow, a service that enables your audience to collaborate on recurring business development, investment scouting, and beyond. Please welcome to the show, Ben Gutkovich. Hi, Sarah. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming on. And can you give us a little bit more of your background and history and how you got started with PrimeFlow? Sure, absolutely. I'm originally from Belarus, but grew up in Israel and came to the UK about 10 years ago to do my MBA here and kind of stuck around. <laughs> <laughs> and my background started in technology, software engineering, product management, Got kind of excited about that side of things. But then going into my first startup in 2005 already, got really excited about entrepreneurship and the ability to deliver impact, develop products and, and help change the world in my little way. And, and ever since, tried to go into businesses, started different businesses and, and now got to Prime Flow. So after, after my first startup, I, I did go to corporate. And I've been a product manager at Orange, so in telecom. But even there, I've already been thinking about some new businesses and started a mobile app and started another kind of tech consultancy as well. And then came to the UK with the idea of starting a business after my MBA. You know, you have a nice kind of university environment with people who are very high level with a lot of experience and also with a lot of ideas and the ability to develop those ideas and find a good co-founder. But visa rules have been a, an obstacle and I couldn't actually start a business right out of school. So went back to corporate and done a couple of stints in consulting. So went to McKinsey and then to PwC in their M&A advisory team, which was great. Definitely a really interesting, energetic, super smart environment and, and big project. But I, I was always attracted to doing things with my hands. And in the end, for consulting, the output is slides. 
which the client can do something with or might not, not do anything with or might do something completely different as well. That didn't feel right for me. And as soon as I was able to, I went back into entrepreneurship. First thing I, I did very much on a shoestring, so very much suitable with the name of the show, was to start a coaching business. And already when I was in consulting, I started doing it a bit on the side through several platforms, helping people prepare for interviews and doing a bit of career coaching for people who are thinking about consulting or careers and strategy in general. And I really liked it, right? And again, it's all about driving impact and helping people. And that was really enjoyable. And while still in consulting, got myself a contract with a recruiting agency that was focusing on diverse hires for consulting. And that allowed me basic level of income to be able, you know, with a family and everything, even in London, to be able to quit my job and focus full-time on entrepreneurship. I've been running this consulting and coaching business for about a year and a half. It's still running more on the passive side now, which I really like. Passive income is probably the best. And I've joined the guys at Prime Flow in November last year. And since I've been kind of leading the business commercial side of things. Oh, okay. And can you explain more what PrimeFlow is and, and what it does? Absolutely. And actually in PrimeFlow, we do help entrepreneurs like yourself who invest time in building an audience, right? Create content, create useful things for their audience, either rather community, maybe a podcast, maybe a newsletter, maybe just use social media to create thought leadership pieces and attract, uh, attract a large audience. We help them monetize that audience. Right. The idea is that people build this large audience and are actually unable to fully monetize it. Yes, some of them get consulting gigs out of it, maybe some speaking engagement, maybe write a book and then, you know, use the audience as a platform to actually market the book. But there is still about 95% of that audience that is trusting the person, following the person, the person has their attention but they can't actually monetize. And our idea was the growth of, of this kind of creative economy, decentralization and, and removal of all of those intermediaries from media and from art and, and et cetera, was to help them get more value of that audience, but also help their audience to get more value. And the idea behind PrimeFlow is that within any professional audience, there are people who have demand and people who can supply that demand. And the few use cases we focus so far were around recruiting and sales. So in an audience of a newsletter or an audience of a podcast, there are people who are looking to hire and people who either look for a job or know other people who look for a job. Now, there is a lot of value in, in recruitment, right? It's kind of talent market is hot and now heated up again after the pandemic. And people are, people know that high quality talent is in the end their competitive advantage in a lot of business, right? So they are after this high quality talent, but the ways to do it now are, are not great, right? So one way of doing it is you can post on the job board, but you attract only people who are looking actively, right? And you attract a lot of people who are just not relevant. And then you have to sift through hundreds and thousands of CVs, depending on how attractive the job is. Or you can hire a recruiter, but that's very expensive, right? So recruiters charge roughly in the UK, 10, 15K for a kind of mid-level placement, which is quite a lot for a small business. But on the other hand, the people in the same audience could be those same relevant candidates, right? And they would also be relevant to the niche that you're looking for, since you're following a person who is talking about that particular niche or focus on that particular 
value proposition. So what we do with Primeflow is we provide the people who have an audience, a platform, to connect those two sites. So the person who has a request can share that request with the influencer, the business influencer, the owner of the newsletter, etc., and set a reward. They can set whatever reward they feel is fair for this, but it will definitely be lower than paid a recruiter, right? So they set this reward and then the influencer can share this opportunity with their audience, right? Either very specifically in a targeted manner, so some people know exactly who to share the opportunity with, others go more publicly and share broadly with all of their audience and invite them to engage. Now the audience again can either apply themselves to the job or they can recommend other people from their own networks for the job. If the job gets fulfilled, the reward is then shared between the influencer and the people in the audience who were involved in bringing the right candidate for the role. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So it keeps you from having to pay a whole bunch of money to a recruiter and reward someone for bringing you the right employee. I guess that's kind of how that works. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and the idea is that because the influencer is not running a recruitment agency, they don't need offices, they don't need marketing, they don't need additional people, it's much cheaper for them to actually use their existing audience to distribute the request. Also, influencers generally focus on a particular niche. So I guess with your podcast is those kind of entrepreneurs on the shoestring who are uh, building businesses without too much investment. That's the audience for your podcast. Other people have different audiences in fintech or in recruiting, for instance, startup, etc. Within that audience, you have both sides of the market. And we let influencers actually organize this marketplace and distribute the payment to the people who are involved in, in basically closing the deal. And you're currently in beta, I think. Is that right? Yeah, we, we've launched our pilot in February. So far, we've recruited about 60 influencers. And they are very different influencers. So we do have people with newsletters. We have people who run communities. We have people who just have their kind of social media presence on LinkedIn and have built an audience of 20, 30, 40,000 people. And they brought with them their audience. And currently we have about 350 people who are fully kind of logged in and signed up to the platform. But the total audience is about half a million people total reach of those 60 influencers. Oh, wow. Yeah, I signed up. It put me on a wait list. And then I think <laughs> I got an email. I, I haven't set it up yet, though, but I need to because I want, yeah. to, I want to explore how the platform works. So at, at the moment, because we're still in pilot, we're very much focused on learning. We, we do have a wait list and we try to kind of select very specifically the people who might be the best fit for that, but I'll make sure that we get you on board as soon as possible. But the, the way it works, we would build you a personalized landing page through which you can attract the demand and the supply. In that landing page, you will describe what is the area of expertise or the niche you want to focus in, whether it's recruiting, maybe sales, maybe investment for those uh, entrepreneurs, maybe small business loans. And then the idea is to connect people within your audience around those topics. I, I don't think I've seen anything like that before, like a matching type of thing, but for recruiting. For your purpose, where there is value, right? For me, it really resonated when I was kind of starting to speak with the guys back in October. I wouldn't call myself an influencer, but within the consulting world, I'm pretty well connected. And I do get a lot of requests, generally on LinkedIn, 
from either recruiters looking to hire someone. Hey, do you know someone from your days at McKinsey who might be a good fit for this role? Or I have this project. If you're not available, can you recommend someone to me? Or, or just generally startups and, and people I know who ask me to get introduced to a particular person or someone who can help them hire, recruit, sell, even potential customers. I'm happy to help. But what happens generally is, first of all, I, I don't know what happens in the end whether people connect, or whether the deal closed, whether there was any value created, because people generally don't follow up. Sometimes someone will drop me a note and say, hey, listen, thank you for that connection. That was really helpful, but it, it's relatively rare. Second, I don't have a way to actually distribute this request further. So maybe I know someone who knows someone, but for me to actually go to that person and say, hey, can you connect my friend to that third person is, is an effort. I'll do it for my close friends, but for the broader network, less so. I'll just say probably I, I don't know anyone. And the last thing is, is I never get any share of the value. Even if I'm connecting a recruiter for a project for which they're earning thousands of pounds, I wouldn't get any share. Of it. And a lot of people are like that, right? They have this view of good karma, what comes around, goes around. But in the end, you do want to get a share of the value that you create and also do it more systematically. Because I think if people were able to get the share, they would do it more. And everybody wins. Yeah, I've seen, I don't know if you're familiar with self-publishing. Uh, the guy that owns that, Chandler Bolt, I'll frequently see him post something like, we're hiring, I'll pay you $1,000 to bring me the right person. <laughs> so I guess it's, it's like that, but I don't know how he's keeping track or how that works. Maybe I could tell him about your platform <laughs> and see if that, do you have any affiliate or referral program to bring someone on like that? Actually, actually, we do. <laughs> oh. I will send you an opportunity to fill out. And then, yeah, if that's successful and they're on board and become a, an active influencer, absolutely. There is a 500 pounds reward on that. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. But, exactly, right? There is, how, how do they keep track of that? How do they manage those? Can they expand it further to add multiple hops, right? To get to the right person. That's exactly what we are coming to solve. Another thing, it says investment scouting. So is that like when you're looking for someone to invest in your business? So after I left McKinsey, I got quite involved in the investment space and kind of the startup entrepreneurial space in London. Even in my MBA, I've been the president of the VC club. So I, I created some relationships there. But after I left McKinsey, I had a bit more free time because, you know, in McKinsey, it doesn't allow much time for any side businesses or any, to be fair, hobbies. <laughs> so I got a bit more time and I got involved in and a few accelerators and started mentoring startups as well, kind of helping them structure their approach, think about go to market, market research, etc. just kind of leveraging my consulting skills. I do get a lot of requests of that kind. Oh, we are this startup. Here's our pitch deck. We are looking for funding. Can you please connect us to right investors? When I get those requests now, I just send them to my PrimeFlow landing page and let them fill out a proper request that I can then track. It's okay. They don't want to add a reward. I'm fine with that as well, but at least I can track the request, understand if something was closed in the end and in, if I was able to actually generate value. It's all about just, just helping people connect, right? Because in the end, people want to do business with people. It's a bit like a matchmaking service mm -hmm. within a particular niche. So the influencer organizes around their own niche because the audience they have would have similar kind of affiliation, whether it's fintech, whether it's startup investing, whether it's recruitment. Within that niche, it's about really connecting people. So the person who has the request can submit what we call an opportunity. 
And then that opportunity can then be shared either specifically with another person who can help or with all of the audience and see who can respond to that request and, and actually help out. And, and and one of the things also, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know, you're probably a member of multiple communities. I, I do have a few, obviously entrepreneurs, but also from my business school alumni community and McKinsey community, and they all managed in Slack. And each of those Slacks have this opportunity channel where people post requests or opportunity or jobs or request channel, you know, everyone calls them differently, but they post requests there, they're unstructured. It's difficult to engage with them. And it's very difficult to find them after, you know, a few requests got posted and, and the older requests get pushed out. They also tend to be a bit scattered around in terms of what the request is. Some people are looking for hire, some people are looking for investment, others are looking for customers, right? So it's all a bit of a mess. And as a result, what we hear from people that, that run those communities is that there is very little engagement with those opportunities. Communities are great for events, but actually not so great for connecting people one-on-one -on -one in business. And that's another problem we're solving, right? We, we come to that community and we make it possible for people to connect around particular objective and particular goals. And then, hey, if value is created, it's only fair that the person who organized the community gets some share of that. So like for me, for example, as a podcast host, let's see, I'm trying to think, how could I, I guess, use Prime Flow if someone has a job opening or looking for someone, they could let me know about that and then I could mention it on the podcast or in the show notes or something. What would that process look like? Sure, absolutely. So, so the first step is really deciding on your niche. Is it recruiting that you want to focus on? Is it sales? Is it investing? It comes from knowing your audience and knowing the kind of audience you attract with the content you create. And I assume it would be entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, maybe they are looking to hire. Do you think that would be a reasonable common request for the people who listen to the podcast? I'm thinking more like hiring freelancers or things like that. Okay. Well, well fair enough. Great. Do you think there are people in your audience who either manage marketplaces of freelancers or are freelancers themselves? There's probably some who are freelancers themselves, either that or they have their own business and they're looking for a freelancer. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but that's great, right? So you can connect those who are freelancers themselves to the people who are looking for help for freelancers <laughs> in marketing, maybe building out a website, maybe some graphic design, etc. So we create a landing page with you, for you, that invites people to submit requests and then respond to those requests. Through that landing page, someone who is looking for a freelancer could post the description of the project, maybe the budget, maybe some other details of whether they need to be remote or located in a particular geography, etc., and set a reward. Let's say they're looking for a graphic designer and they're willing to pay $100 if they find the right match. On the same page, you can invite people to collaborate on that opportunity. It, it becomes a kind of uh, this kind of opportunity channel in Slack, but a little bit more sophisticated. Because first of all, there is tracking and, and there is a reward and reward is paid out, etc. And second, you can be very specific in choosing particular people. So one way is, is really to keep it open and public and, and let everyone collaborate on that. But you can also go ahead and invite some people specifically to actually engage with this opportunity while sharing the reward. So let's say the reward is $100. You might say, well, I'll keep 50 to myself and I'll share 50 with someone who can help me bring that uh, graphic designer. People sign up into Primeflow, super easy, either Google login or just email and password. And then 
they can start submit referrals. And submitting referrals is also super easy, right? It's just the name of the person, some details of, on their LinkedIn, perhaps, maybe a CV, optional, uh, a couple of lines of why that would be a good match for the job. Those come to you as the organizer of the marketplace. You decide, yeah, that sounds like a good referral. That doesn't sound like a good referral. You pass them over to the person who has the request. And if they say, oh, that was a great match, they pay out the reward and that gets distributed between yourself and the person who brought the referral. Okay, I think I understand it better now. It would probably help if I could get in there and actually try yeah. it out. But I think I understand better now how it works. So it's almost like your own private marketplace where you can connect people who are looking for a job with people who are hiring for a job mm -hmm. or even people looking for an investment with people who are looking to invest, all of that kind of stuff. So it could almost be an extra revenue stream for influencers. Mm -hmm. to, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, big influencers with a large audience, a large professional audience can actually make a significant amount of money out of that. It could be thousands of pounds a month. I mean, those recruitment opportunities and obviously sales opportunities are pretty big. So far, we have about 50, 60 opportunities live on the platform. And I would say, you know, from the sales side, and we're talking about B2B sales, those opportunities are worth 10, 15, 20,000 pounds for a closed deal. Now, of course, mm -hmm. it takes a while. It takes six to nine months to close a large B2B deal, but they pay really well. Recruitment opportunities are a little bit cheaper, but also faster to close. Those generally close within a month, maybe two months. And those carry a reward between 2,000 and I think the highest one was around 6,000 pounds quite a nice income. And the nice thing, if you do have a large audience, actually you don't need to do much work. There is a little bit of filtering in the middle because the idea is that you are an expert in the space. So you also add value by having a look at the candidate and say, well, is this a good match or not versus a regular job board where there is no filtering until it actually gets to the company. So there is a little bit of work, but in the end, all of the work can be done by the people who have access to the supply or by your audience in the end. How do you prevent, say there's a connection made and they hire that person or invest in that company, but then what if they try to go off prime flow and do it kind of under the table, I guess, to where they made the deal, but they didn't do it really on the platform so you don't get paid. Is there a way to prevent that? Theoretically, it is possible. You can always circumvent the platform, even on eBay. You can go direct and avoid the eBay fees, etc., and maybe get a cheaper deal. The two things that prevents that from happening or helps prevent it from happening, one is we generate contracts. We generate, it's a standard referral agreement, but we do generate it as part of creating an opportunity and the person who creates an opportunity signs up to that. And so they're legally obliged to pay out the reward in case of a successful transaction. There is some legal grounds to go after them afterwards. But two, and I think more important, is the idea that if that becomes a relevant recruiting channel for the business, why would they give it up by playing unfair, let's say? Mm -hmm. And the third thing, how the supply that is not recommended with the client, actually, and that is related to what we talked about before, whether the opportunity is public or very targeted. If you go public, yes, they will see the opportunity and, and, and they will could potentially get in touch with the client if the client's name is mentioned there. 
but there is also a private mode where you connect people you trust. And then the referrals that come in actually go through the influencer or through yourself in this case, and don't go directly to the client. They still need to go through you to submit the referrals. Another thing that I just thought of, if you know of a company or a person or whatever who's hiring and say they have the job listing on their website, could you contact that person and say, hey, I have this marketplace of targeted entrepreneurs or whatever the niche mm -hmm. is and say, would you like to list this on my marketplace? Would that be an option too? Like you're almost proactively looking for job openings, not for yourself, but to get them listed on your marketplace? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we see from our influencers, right? The behaviors are quite different. We have influencers who stay quite passive and, and they just post the landing page on LinkedIn and they invite their audience to collaborate. So they are not actively looking for opportunities. We do have someone actually based in Finland who has been an HR director in multiple large companies. And his approach was actually to go to those companies and say, hey guys, let's try network-based recruiting. I know that you're looking for a bunch of tech people and it's really hard to find. Let me help you through my network of 40,000 people on LinkedIn. So he went very targeted, got those opportunities in his network, and then started in a targeted manner, also sharing it with a couple of, I mean, since he's very connected in the HR space, so he knows a lot of recruiters. So he started sharing it actually with recruiters and got quite a few referrals as a result. So we do have those different approaches. You can be very broad and just kind of inviting everyone to collaborate, or you can go target, even being entrepreneurial, as you say, even approaching a client that you don't know personally. In the case of our Finnish HR director, he actually went to the people he knew personally. But you can go and, and find a job and just say, hey, I know you've been looking for that person for a while. I think I can help. I'm an expert in that space. I have a large audience. Why don't you post the job with me? Oh, this is very interesting. I'm, I'm just... There's a lot of thoughts going on in my head about different ways you could, what you could do with that. So some people, though, don't pay out anything when they get a referral or whatever. But on this platform, that's the whole thing, right? Is that everything has some sort of fee attached to it or a reward. The reward is no longer required. We, we did want to do it always based on rewards. But actually, uh, a lot of people were, they wanted to use the system to manage the referrals and to see what happens and to see that they've been successful successful and there is value created, but they didn't necessarily want every time to get paid. So in order for them not to do it off platform when they don't want to get paid and, and do it on platform when they want to get paid, we just allow them to set zero reward so that they can at least use the platform to track the referrals and, and make sure that there is a result, even if they're not getting paid and, and they don't have to go elsewhere to do their referrals. So it doesn't have to be, but our business models relies on the reward because we take a 10% transaction fee. So we believe in this kind of win-win-win situation where the influencer get paid because they get a share of the value, the company finds the right candidate or the right customer, and we get paid as a result as well. So just aligning incentives on all sides. So did you help create the company or was it like it already existed and then they invited you on? Good question. So I'd say in this iteration, I probably helped create. And my focus was more on the business commercial side. So working with the influencers, recruiting, helping them, guiding them and finding those influencers. 
the company existed, but they had a bit of a different model. They started by working with actually venture funds. And the idea there was to create a marketplace for deal flow. The smaller funds collaborate quite a lot on opportunities and startup investments, but they don't have a good way of tracking. The idea was, yeah, we, we can at least, it was also blockchain based in that sense, where you could actually track who participated in bringing the deal so that when there is an exit, there is a fair sharing of, of the value. So again, quite similar, but in, in terms of the concept, but was more focused on VC funds and investment. There was uh, a pivot happening in, last summer, and that's roughly where I joined Kana when we were settling on the new approach. Yeah, I was just curious about that. That's interesting. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, I'm learning a lot more about it. I mean, I had been to the website and I kind of understood, but then you've definitely helped me better understand it. It is a complex concept. And actually, we're looking to see how we can simplify it. So we are again going into this kind of development sprint to see if we can make it a bit more user-friendly, understandable, and also maybe reduce the threshold a bit for people to collaborate. Having the reward and having a system to manage them, it's all, it's all nice but there is obviously a threshold for people to actually engage with the platform and start being active. So we are doing a bit of thinking and rethinking how we can make it seem. But yeah, I mean, one of the reasons we manage a waitlist for the website is that it is a relatively complex concept. So we take everyone on the call, every influencer, we explain how it works, we show them the system, we work with them to identify the right niche, we talk to them about the kind of opportunities or requests for introductions they receive already, so we don't need to reinvent the wheel or invent completely new niche for them, and then just move those over to PrimeFlow and, and help them manage it and also get the share of the reward. Well, yeah, if people want to learn more, they can just go to PrimeFlow.com. I'll also have show notes at the Sarah St. John com forward slash prime flow. Was there anything else you wanted to discuss before we close? Sure. I mean, I'm happy to talk about my coaching business. I'm quite, quite proud of that just because it's really, it started from, from a few hours a week and I managed to build it to a nice six figure business, which replaced my consulting salary, which was really, really fun. I've done it by really listening to the clients and also thinking about how they can benefit from, from my services and how I can get myself out of the equation. Coaching is about selling hours. And while I really enjoy it, I don't have enough hours in the day to actually sell them. So it's all about thinking about how I can create passive income around it and bring other people to work for me. So when I left my, my last consulting job, just before the pandemic, it's probably not a great timing. I, I was investing a lot of time thinking about it, but not a lot of money. So, you know, I, I use some relatively low cost tools to create a platform for myself so I can start working with other coaches as well and get a share of what they are earning and then also creating content. And, you know, I wrote a book about how to get into consulting just because I heard a lot of my clients asking that instead of spending time on the coaching session, I would just refer them to the book. Then I saw that a lot of my customers or clients were struggling with this kind of basic high school math. So I created two courses on Udemy. And again, instead of spending too much time explaining it and giving them the tips and tricks, just sending them to my Udemy courses. And that's really nice because it brings in revenue without me having to do much. So, yeah, so you had a coaching business, but instead of talking to people one-on-one -on -one individually, trading time for money or whatever, yep. you would create courses in books so that when mm -hmm. someone had a particular question, you would point them to that then. Yeah, 
for me, it was just an idea of creating this passive income, but also creating more value for my clients, right? In the end, we have a, a one hour coaching session. It's quite pricey. So instead of me using half of that, explaining them some basic concept that they can learn themselves, I would just point them to my content and they're not as expensive as my, my coaching hours. So they save money and I, I think I'm providing a better service for them. But now that I'm doing much, much, much less coaching, because obviously Primeful keeps me quite busy, that it also creates a, a nice source of income for me. So do you have a website then for your coaching business and your courses and books? Yeah, so, so that's one is consultingcasepro.com or consultingcase.pro as well. The courses are there and the book is also there, but it's also published on Amazon. It's called Big Four Like a Pro because for the big four consultancies, so PwC, KPMG, Deloitte, and EY, the courses are on Udemy and they're called Consulting Mass Courses. Specific must tricks and, and, and tips for consulting interviews because you don't need to really know all the must, but there are some specific concepts that you definitely want to refresh, especially for people who've been out of high school for you know a few decades. That tends to be quite an issue. You have to be able to solve those must questions very quickly and perfectly accurate. Thanks for telling me about that. I'll sure. add that to the show notes as well and check it out. And and I think what's happening now in the world is super inspiring for me and motivating, right? Because everyone can find their niche and with very little investment, set up a, a business which is helpful to people. And if something is helpful, people are willing to pay for it. You don't need to go to a large corporate to actually get paid and you don't need to work with the large media companies. But the internet makes it all possible. And that's why PrimeFlow was also such an appealing proposition for me. So I think it's really liberating to let people do what they love to do, what they're passionate about. And, and by the way, making a living which I think is, is important. Yeah, definitely. Well, I really appreciate your time today. And again, the primeflow.com, consultingcasepro.com, and I'll have links to everything at thesaracinejohn.com forward slash primeflow. Well, thank you again. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah. It was a pleasure. Be sure to grab your free copy of my list of 27 tools, resources, and software programs I use to run my businesses on a tight budget. You can get it at thesaracingjohn.com forward slash 27 tools. That's T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N.com forward slash 27 tools. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack. Connect with fellow listeners share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.